0: Welcome to Week 11 in the Resilient Catholics Community. This is our weekly Interconnections Talk. It is good to be with you. I'm Dr. Peter. We are focusing on helping protectors relax this week. We're focusing on helping our protectors relax, soften, step back, relax, And we're going to be focusing on pages 51 to 56 of our self-therapy workbook. That was our reading for this week. And it is good to have your parts journal and your parts map within arm's reach, especially for the experiential exercise today. If you're using a parts description worksheet, bring that as well. It would be good to have that. So we are all about appreciating our protector parts and helping them to relax this week. We're focusing on building good relationships with each and every one of our parts. Every part is us. Even when one of our parts may want to disown another part, say that part is not part of us, not us. No, every part of us is us. Right? Sometimes you get professional politicians or athletes or celebrities who distance themselves from their bad behavior by saying, that's not who I really am. And there's a Brandy Carlisle song from 2012 entitled That Wasn't Me. It's a very interesting song. I'll provide a link to it. Maybe we can get a discussion going about that. But I want to give you an example today. The example of Stacy. Stacy is in her mid to late fifties. She works outside the home now that her kids are grown and gone. She's very focused on getting things done. She has this workaholic manager. It's all about being productive. And this workaholic manager protects against an exile who feels deep shame about being unloved. This XL that the workaholic manager protects has the sense of being unloved and being ashamed about that. And the workaholic manager is trying to earn love from God and from other people by doing good works, by getting things done, by being gratifying, by being complimented and praised, but it's never enough. Now, Stacy also has a sick maker protector, Right. The sick maker protector worries about the consequences of too much frenetic work. The sick maker protects against a little exile who bears the burden of fatigue exhaustion depletion the sick maker is really worried about stacy's body being destroyed by too much work Stace, stacy is no longer a spring chicken anymore she's not getting enough sleep she's got adrenal fatigue there's some poor self care and to put it bluntly stacy's sick maker is afraid that her workaholic part is driving her towards physical death so the sick maker brings on headaches Body aches, colds, the flu, all this slows Stacy down. Now, the workaholic part says to the sick maker part, you are so slothful and you don't want to do anything. That's not me. You are not me. That slothful, sickly person is not who I am. I am somebody who gets things done. And that's because Stacy's workaholic fears that if the sick maker gets its way, there won't be love and the exile will die. Her whole system will die from a lack of love. No one compliments or appreciates a sickly person. This is what the workaholic part says. A sickly person is a burden. A sickly person won't be loved. Now, when Stacey's workaholic says that the sickly part is not her, she's partially right. The sickmaker part is not who the workaholic part is. They're two separate parts. They're two different parts, but they are two parts in the same system. They are two parts of the same person. Both parts are Stacy. The sick maker to the workaholic part can say, You're driving us into poor health. You're killing us. Literally, you won't stop until we're dead. Now, the important thing to remember here is that both parts have good intentions for Stacy. Both parts have good motivations. Both parts are trying to help. And both parts believe that what they're doing is helpful, even crucial for Stacy. Both parts don't like their roles, right? The role of having to be so driven for the workaholic part and the sick-making part for the sick-maker. Both parts are longing to be seen, heard, known, and understood. Both parts long to be appreciated. Parts need this from us. Parts need our appreciation. So many of them are caught in thankless jobs, are heavily criticized, even rejected, and condemned by other parts. There is so much infighting and inner conflict among our parts so often, so much tension, so much battling, so little inner peace. And This is all happening on the natural level. So today we're going to talk about appreciating a part. So appreciating a part, what what does that mean, Dr. Peter? Well, let's first talk about what it doesn't mean. appreciating a part doesn't mean that you have to value a part's impulses or desires or it's what it's trying to get you to do because parts can impel us toward really harmful behaviors and we don't have to appreciate that okay we don't have to appreciate that stacy's workaholic manager is driving her so hard beyond reasonable expectations we don't have to approve that we don't have to endorse that nor do we have to endorse that stacy's sick maker part is making her sick and shutting her down. What do we appreciate about parts then? Well, there's two things. One, they're good intentions. And secondly, the efforts they're making to try to help. Right? Every part has good intentions for us. Every single part. The only possible exception, and I hesitate even to bring it up, but if somebody commits the unforgivable sin of blaspheming against the Holy Spirit and has repudiated the existence of love and charity for all time, okay, then then you're in a whole different ballgame. But that's very rare. It usually involves a serious alliance with a demonic, willfully chosen. That's not what we're discussing here. Every part has a good intention for us. Stacy's workaholic part wants her to be loved. That's what... Its effort is all about trying to garner enough praise and compliments to fill the gaping hole inside her and calm the fears of her unloved exile. And Stacey's sick maker wants her to slow down and care for her body to stay alive so that she can be with her adult children and she can get to know her grandchildren and that she will not leave her husband a widower, right? Not just be driven by work. So there's this, these good intentions and these positive motivations, the willingness to help, the efforts that these parts make. So it's really important that we let parts know that we appreciate them. We can say things like, I understand. I see your good intention. I value all your hard work to try to help me. I know you've suffered greatly to try to get us what we need. And I see how alone you felt for so many years. So how do we help? So the first part appreciating our protectors. The second part, helping protectors to relax in real time. All right, We're talking about a part that's blended with you right now in real time. Right, so there's a couple of assumptions here. The first assumption is that you know this protector that you want to work with and that you've developed a trusting relationship with that protector. Now that goes back to previous weeks that we've been focusing on in the RCC You know, it also assumes that your target part, the target protector, is blended with you. Some circumstances have arisen that have activated or triggered that protector part. Your protector part is now concerned, frightened, it no longer feels safe, and your protector now believes it has to take over. Now it believes it has to drive your bus. It has to lead and guide your system. And sometimes that's because a protector forgets about the self or forgets that the self has the qualities needed to lead and guide your system effectively. Some of these protectors are like Curious George. You know, sometimes they just forget and they fall back into old patterns. Now, sometimes in the moment, given the current circumstances that have activated your target protector, your target protector may not believe that you as the self can lead. So there's an example from Jay Early's self-therapy text, and he says, okay, so you're at a party with a lot of strangers, right? And there starts to come up these fears of rejection, right? So your shy part takes over, and it draws you over to a corner of the room. It's impelling you to withdraw from the social connections in order to protect you. Now, let's say that your self reminds the shy part that, hey, I'm here, you don't have to manage the situation. I'm perfectly capable of navigating those social and relational demands of the party, right? So, here, your self is reassuring your shy part. Will the shy part unblend? Well, yes, if it trusts the self enough and if it remembers that the self can lead and guide your system, the, the shy part may be willing to take that risk. So, you can negotiate here. You can welcome the shy part to stay close, to monitor what's going on. It can intervene if it feels like it needs to, you know, and the example from Stacy, right? Her workaholic part, the part that forgot that the self can really lead and guide the system, helping the whole person to receive the love that Stacy needs. That part might be willing to give her some space if there's some trust involved, right? Especially if there's been previous examples of when Stacy self has led and guided her system effectively. And the sickness part, you know, that part might not be sure that Stacy self can really manage the workaholic, can kind of lead and guide her system. But with time and experience, yes, parts can learn that the self has all the qualities it needs, the eight C's that we've talked about to lead and guide your system. So with that, We will wrap it for this particular Interconnections talk. It has been good to be with you here in week 11, discussing about helping protectors relax and focusing on appreciating parts and also helping a protector to relax in real time. We'll see you on the other side.